Hey, 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 it's Red Summer. And it's Honey Kowalita. And we are your gay aunties. Hey, babies. Hey, darlings. Right. <laughs> so we're still in Pride Month. We're still getting through June. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time. <laughs> so funny thing. Uh-huh. Um, my wife bumped into this woman downtown, um, and it was like when the Pride Parade was going on. She was visiting DC from Zimbabwe. And she walked from the hotel. She'll be um, in D.C. for a couple of weeks. She walked down to, um, not Trader Joe's, uh, uh, Whole Foods or, you know, one of the grocery stores. And she was trying to explain <laughs> that, like, when she was in the grocery store, she said, well, all the people in the U.S. are so colorful. <laughs> they're, they're just all very festive. <laughs> And so I thought that was really funny. Like her first time coming to the U.S. is like right in the middle of a gay pride parade. <laughs> I'm just saying her timing was was excellent. I think it's the Absolutely. best time to visit America. We're at our happiest. Mm-hmm. At least aesthetically speaking. <laughs> at least right. on the front. <laughs> mm-hmm. On the face, we, we, we look happy. All right. Um, all right. Also, this is um, later on this week. Um, I had mentioned before. Um, I will be in Cincinnati, um, at the Cincy Black Pride, um, hey. event, um, and it is, is sponsored, um, or rather sponsored and organized by the Black Alphabet Film Festival, um, and, uh, yeah, which my friend, uh, Timum is, uh, the National Outreach Director, um, so I guess he, uh, thought of me when they thought of, you know. What they gonna do? Mm-hmm. So, I appreciate you, brother. I love you, and I look for. I will see you in uh, a couple of days. Yeah. Um, and again, if you're in Cincinnati uh, later on this week, um, I will be there Thursday and Friday. Um, you people will be um, um, screening at the Cincinnati Black. Oh no, at the Cincinnati Esquire Theater. Mm. Okay, I don't have an address for that, but it's at the Cincinnati. Esquire Theater. Okay. It's a part of a film festival. It's a part of Pride and all that, you know. Um, All right. Bada bing, bada boom. I'm really excited. Really excited. Okay. So, all right. So, there's something that had popped up. It actually happened uh, last week on my timeline. Um, I'm not going to call her a friend. I'll call her an associate. I'm being a little Mm. kiki and petty because sometimes people just annoy me. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she did she she posted something and this is something pertaining to us and i'm really curious to how you feel about, well i know i, I guess i kind of know how you feel about it but oh, how wow. you feel about them feeling a certain way so okay. it seems that the term auntie is not liked by everyone huh. okay um when i say everyone i mean a black woman of, of a certain age now mm-hmm. um oprah and mm-hmm. gail Okay, uh, and Ava, all three, vocalized that they do not like to be referred to as auntie. That that is more for someone, say, uh, like you know, uh, uh, um, you know, like their elders, like an actual elder, you mm. know. And I'm like, <clears throat> well, you know what? I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> First of all saying how much respect we have for all three of those women mm-hmm. doesn't even need to be said because we all have respect for them and, and they can feel how they want to feel. Yes. But let's just imagine we're in behind closed doors and just all of us mm-hmm. black women's up in the room. Really y'all? Really? Yeah. Is it really that big of a deal? First of all, anybody that is your elder ain't an auntie. They a grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great grandma. <laughs> okay, because you're talking about like 80-something-year-old women. Yeah. Okay, or maybe 70-something-year-old women would be considered y'all elders. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is a 70-something-year-old woman. She, you know what I'm saying? Um, I just, auntie for me is is a, and, and they recognize that it's a term of endearment, but I think for them, 
it maybe makes them feel older than then they feel. Actually, that's what they said. Mm-hmm. I think Ava said it makes me feel older than I feel. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, listen. Literally, you're an auntie when your sibling has children, and so mm-hmm. I was an auntie at age thirteen. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. To keep it one hundred. Mm-hmm. But as far as how we all mean it, yeah. I embrace the term of any person that is my junior of any degree mm-hmm. seeing me as a mentor. But that's what you really what you mean. Either a mentor yeah. or someone I feel safe and comfortable with asking questions that maybe I can't ask my mother or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? Um and so I cherish the term. I embrace it. I'm thankful that there are people out there who consider me an auntie, literally in in, mm-hmm. in the context of this show. You know, I'm blessed in that way. Um, so I don't see what the big deal is. Like, is this like an A's? Is this like a vanity thing? I'm like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Okay, so <laughs> there's always going to be those people that are contentious about whatever the thing is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think about, like, the term brothers and sisters, right? It's always okay. somebody when you just like, yeah, sister. I'm not your sister. sister. Don't call me sister. Blah, blah, blah. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think um, it culturally, although auntie is relatively new in how we relate to each other um, publicly, mm. I had 50 limb auntie. Right? <laughs> in my village growing up, right? Word. So anybody who was um, 10, 15 years and up on me, you might not be, because I have my aunties and I have my mamas, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? <Same word. laughs> okay, so like my mamas were the ones that I looked at for like discipline, um, guidance. Mm. They it was a different kind of relationship. Like they were a part of the caregiver team um, mm. in raising me. But my aunties were the ones that I wanted to be just like. You know? Ooh, well <laughs> my said. aunties, yeah. Well my aunties were the ones who weren't bogged down by all of the the stuff of womanhood, like they were free, they were fierce, they were like badasses going through the world, like doing the shit. Yeah, (laughs) right. So aunties is almost more of a compliment, Mm -hmm. right? In my life, in my experience. Um, I think about the the first one that comes to my mind actually is not Oprah and Gail and Ava. It's mm-hmm. like um, Auntie Maxine, right? Mm-hmm. So she didn't become Auntie until we saw her social media, um, like on social media, right? Being a badass, kick you know, kicking ass, taking names, like and being present and and uh, approachable mm-hmm. to us as a younger generation and then the generation younger than us and so on, right? Mm-hmm. Then she mm-hmm. becomes auntie because we're proud of her. Ooh, she God, becomes auntie. My heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she becomes auntie because she might be able to do the things that mama can't do. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so and, mm-hmm. and so to kind of push that off on like you're you're desexualizing me. Like you are making me really? an, an elder. No, I've definitely like when that conversation was coming up, it was kind of like um being called um auntie is like taking me out of my womanness and putting me into this um it's maternal. putting me in a box. Yeah, yeah, it's it's putting me in, you know, this familial place of like you're no longer desirable. Like you're, you're um, on this, you're on a shelf, right? <laughs> um, and so as I get that, that's not what this is. Like nobody is saying that Auntie Maxine can't have an uncle, you know, <laughs> on the <laughs> right? Actually, that vivaciousness, that vibrant, spirit that we kind of put on aunties that you said someone that I look up to or someone that I in some way I see myself as and 
so many so many years mm-hmm. forward it's like I don't desexualize like that that's not I'm not taking their sexuality as a woman their sensuality away from them like that's part of the package mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's that that's that energy I'm like wow you know like when I think of an auntie I think of someone who is not my age but okay put it like this I just I just met I recently met um this sister down here I you know black don't cry I have no idea how old she is but she's definitely my elder all right and um she She's a woman from Mississippi, so she has a really, uh, uh, like, her dialect. I had to listen very closely to what she said because I didn't understand everything because she has a particular Mississippi dialect. But we got in a conversation of bidwiz, mm. right? Okay. And she's a professional bidwiz player. And it means <laughs> that she's a professional shit talker. She said, are you ready? Because yeah. I said, listen, not for nothing, Would do you mind teaching me the game because I still have not learned and I only have experienced it once with women who I at the time I considered my aunties or at least auntie quote-unquote age they were slightly mm-hmm. my elder well slightly like 20 years my elder mm-hmm. and them I was in awe of these women playing big whiz I mean absolute drop like it big whiz takes out spades hands down wow. if you you cannot be not you can't even be thick-skinned <laughs> mm-hmm. with, with like you gotta be ready for it because they come yeah. at you. I've never heard a curse out. I've never heard someone be degraded and belittled and and talked shit about in the way that I have black women sitting around um playing bidwiz. Wow. And for me, that was like I want to be like y'all. <laughs> I was like I can't even. I don't know how to shit talk. Not after this. Yeah. You yeah. know, not that this is professional shit talking. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't think I could take it. Like, oh, it wasn't even directed at me. And I was like, oh my God, I don't think I could take it. You know? (laughs) So, so I'm looking at this beautiful older woman. She was gorgeous, gorgeous older woman, you know, from Mississippi. And it's like, I was like, I'm saying in the back of my head, you're going to be my auntie out here. I said, I'm going to learn me some business from you. Right, right. (laughs) And I'm going to learn how to talk with fat, like, like where they won't be able to fuck with me on spades. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That I'll get so good at it. So I'm just saying, but, but even in that, I didn't desexualize. I was like, this woman is like, I thought she was badass. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and that badass comes with, you know, being sexy and dope and like, yo, I'm a, I'm, I'm on your heels as far as age. I want to be like you. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, I get yeah. older. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess I just, I just thought it was such a, I just thought it wasn't, I, I was like, what's the point? It's like, first of all, especially the whole thing is like I don't feel that old like I get that I don't feel old either no one feels the age that's kind of placed on us there are people out mm-hmm. there who think mid 40s is, is is totally over the hill and it's laughable to if you are in your 40s you know it's laughable yeah you know but I'm not gonna let someone younger than me dictate how I feel in my age that's that's crazy that's crazy mm-hmm. you know I want young people to grab younger people to gravitate towards me because I actually have something to offer I think I do anyway you know what I mean? I can't let all this wonderful life knowledge just go to waste. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so if I call myself auntie or you call me self, you call me auntie, that is, because you don't got to call me shit. Right. <laughs> you ain't got to call me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you can dismiss me as some whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and feel that I don't got nothing to say. Yeah. You know, but that's that's not what we're here to do. What we're here to do is to is to make sure that the generations have a connectiveness. Like there is a disconnect that has happened in the past 40 to 50 years where I, I we one of the reasons why we started this podcast was to make sure that those who are younger than us, those who weren't literally living or even thought about while we were going through our shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Have some don't have to go through the same bullshit. Not right. the same bullshit. Like we've least, been there. <laughs> I was like, come on. You know, at least if you do, at least you go kind of go into it wide eyed and somewhat knowledgeable. You still may trip up and fall, but you know what? That's life. So what? But you know, if you don't have an author you could talk about your queer shit with, then I guess we it. <laughs> right. And we embrace that. <laughs> Yes, and we don't mind you calling us Auntie Baby. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Um, all right. I guess. So it's to... funny, like before we we leave the Auntie yeah. thing. Okay. Um. So culturally, I understand that things um have changed, 
um, socially, right? So it used to be, you know, when, when we were 20s and we were going to the clubs, we'd be like, oh, look at that old hands in the club, you know, <laughs> like they yeah, still out here, they trying to get blah, 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 right? Um, <laughs> but so when we had the, you know, I talked to you about like going to that one pride weekend where we just like partied the whole weekend. The very first party was like on this rooftop. Yeah. And so young people now, they party in in um, shareable spurts, right? Huh? So they turn on Snapchat and oh, fuck. party for 12 <laughs> seconds. And then as they're uploading, they're back looking down. Like they're not really engaged. They're not really like going at it party-wise, right? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Seriously, I have seen this with women. I have seen this with men. Like they are standing there, a song comes on that they like, they get their phones, they party on the phone with whoever is next to them. Ah! And then when they stop, then they go back to standing still, looking like they're on security. Right? So so basically fronting for the camera. Front right, for for the gram. Like this is what they're doing. So anyway, we uh, the DJ starts playing like house music, right? All right. Uh-huh. And everybody 35 and up is what they're saying <laughs> comes to the floor and starts dancing. Mm. There's no phones. It's not for show. We are tapped into the experience kind of like we talked about before of like the purpose of pride of being together being free dancing to the music that makes us happy remembering you know our heyday out here with this song and (laughs) the dj almost didn't want to go back to contemporary music because mm-hmm. we got the party hype, all the forty-year-olds. Now we can't dance this long. <laughs> you gotta give us the maybe you can dance this long. But <laughs> I got my water. house stamina. Now I know you do. I have seen you in action. <laughs> you are amazing, I will say. But mother needs some breaks. Okay, I'm gonna need to go get some water. I'm a, 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 um, what you call it? My bronchitis get the kicking in. <laughs> Breathe, just put my head down a little bit, <laughs> gather myself. Everybody's sweating at this point. Like, I got to put my hair up because you know I have a little press occur. I got to put that in a ponytail. Like, the whole energy changed because that was how we interacted, was personally. Mm-hmm. We interacted mm-hmm. physically, we interacted mm-hmm. on the dance floor. Like, everybody 25 and, you know, 21 to, to 30 left the party looking like they got there. Mm. The older of us left the party looking like we had just got mugged. Do you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> they put you know, on... <laughs> yo, we, we've had this conversation before as far as how the generations party or... Yeah, you know, I'm not going to yeah. say young people don't party. <laughs> I, I know they party. I've seen young people party. Yeah. No, wait a minute. That was... Okay, well, anyway... But I'm saying yes. it's it's first. It's it's how they this party. It's who they party with, right? They're not partying with each other. They're partying with the world. Yeah, I can, uh, you know, and, and please, y'all, you know, obviously we can't be anywhere, but if you as a young person, and how we're defining young at, in the context of this little conversation, we're saying mm-hmm. basically y'all who's in your solid 20s. So even some of y'all 30-year-olds, sometimes y'all get it as you get older and, you you know, you actually go out to go out mm-hmm. <laughs> but even still some of the younger millennials who like in the lower end of the uh older well what, what are they considered older millennials like the 35 and under right is that like, i don't really whatever, have whatever, a clear whatever, grasp whatever, on what whatever, a millennial whatever, is whatever, 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 really whatever I, I right really, <laughs> but but if you are a younger person that's that's squarely in your 20s younger 20s you know what is a party to you please we want to know we want you to describe what is a party to you. What is you after you go wherever you went and you come home like, damn, I had a good time. That shit was bomb. Yeah. You know, like, what is that experience like? Because from our perspective, at least of what we've witnessed, we've decided to take our ass out the house mm-hmm. 
and most clubs are populated by young people unless it's exclusively housed and it's always like 35 and up you're right yeah but but by young people i always find myself being more observant you know and i'm like wow are they you know like a song come on everybody like yeah yeah like you said like yeah yeah mm-hmm. phone or not they'll get excited about the song and they'll kind of dance and then it'll die down yeah like it's not it's not a, a, a continuous connection like let's keep dancing mm-hmm. let's keep it's like it's almost instead of maintaining your fun you're maintaining your look yeah <laughs> you know but listen we could be wrong because we ain't at, we ain't at every party we don't party every weekend or mm. whatever so maybe y'all can enlighten us what is a party to y'all mm-hmm. okay yeah yes yes, <laughs> yes. and <laughs> while you are thinking about what you would like to tell your aunties about the party we also mm-hmm. want to reiterate that we are working on uh our episode on reproductive health yes so if that will happen before the month is up questions <laughs> yes some questions about that or some experiences that you want to share with us about you know reproductive health and justice and and legislation please uh, send us those letters as well at yougayaunties at gmail.com. Boom. Bam. Boom. All right. Um, and of course, you also can support us at patreon.com. Uh, and just want to thank our supporters that the, your your monthly little bits really helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> it really does. Absolutely. Um, actually, it, it pays for this system that we're recording on now, actually. Um, okay. So we have two letters. Yeah, they're rolling in like gangbusters now, baby. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and uh, you know, and just kind of going over some of these letters, that they're, they're speaking to to kind of two kind of general things. But um, I'll take one, and you take one, I guess. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So I will. Oops, I done lost my letter. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, here we go. So which one should we do? For all right, so we have one. Um, that wants us to really go into, uh, you know what? Uh, I, I'll start I, I, with Lou and then we can ooh. do the other one. All or right. Can start cool. with Lou. Okay, oh, we can start cool. with Lou. Okay, Lou, Lou's cool. Let's call him Lou, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if Lou, 20, oh yeah, she said femme lesbian. All right. All right. Here we go. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, in parentheses. Hey. I'm Lou. That's a fake yes. name. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm slow. I'm slow. All right. All right. Lou. I'm Lou. That's a fake name. A 21-year-old femme lesbian who recently, four months ago, got out of her first relationship with a woman. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes, you broke breaking the ice. the ice. Right. I was gonna say the you same. You broke the hymen. <laughs> You know, hopefully without a U-Haul experience. Anyway, it was, it was really, oh, well, shit, okay, and we say, it was really toxic, and I'm grateful. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Well, at least you got through it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, it was very, it was really toxic, and my, and I'm grateful I've had the strength to stay far, far away. I'm glad she phrased it like that. I had the strength, Mm -hmm. because sometimes even when we're in toxic relationships, they're, there's something depending on who you are as a person can be addictive about to the drama and or sometimes we like to ignore how toxic someone is and may still be caught up in their looks or whatever else they're given Mm -hmm. so i'm glad she kind of said i had the strength and i stayed far far away i used the strength so good for you um it took me some time to fully feel ready enough to step back into the pool but the sun is out and i'm ready to be loved again yes Summer, summer, summertime. Yeah. All right. I realized, however, that everyone who I'm interested in is somewhat like the first one. Oh, <laughs> Pushy, gosh. completely disregards boundaries, oh. self-absorbed, and tall as all hell. <laughs> <laughs> so we've established that you have a type. <laughs> Word. <laughs> At least, at least maybe aesthetically. So, so she, mm-hmm. she need, you know, she says she's femme. So I, I don't want to assume that she's attracted to more masculine women, but whatever. Cause I, I usually femmes like taller, uh, you know what? Let me shut up. So yeah. So that's her type. So far. You definitely see Just both. how the box it is. 
out the box. She seemed to keep attracting the same kind of type, personality mm-hmm. and uh, physical type. My first question, oh, first, sorry. My first question is, could y'all talk more about first lesbian relationships and maybe map your growth in terms of what you seek in a partner? Huh. How did you begin to choose people who were beneficial to you? Who said they were beneficial? <laughs> who says it gets better? Oh, who says it gets perfect? Who says it? Okay, all right. Okay, and then just so let's read the second question. Okay. Do you want to stop there and then the second question, or I would, I would like to because then I'll forget. <laughs> okay, got that's that's real. Okay, all right. So yeah. basically, she wants to understand how. First, assuming that we got this down, mm-hmm. <laughs> but how do we find? How do we start from the jump? Understanding how to better how 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 to better understand how to pick better. Basically, how to pick better. Mm-hmm. How to kind of you know circumvent all the things that attract us to you know toxicity or whatever form of toxicity, and actually from the jump know what we want and know it when we see it. Mm-hmm. I think that's her question. Okay. So I was thinking about, okay, you said, can we talk more about our first experiences, right? So my first girlfriend became my girlfriend um, because, or out of the necessity to be around Black people who knew how to be around white people. Right. I actually started hang hanging out with her more because I was getting ready to go to graduate school. Mm. Uh, I'm like, you from Arizona. Like, I need you to help Mm. me deal with being in majority white spaces. Like I understood that I needed um, support in that. And Chicago is a very segregated city. Like coming from Arizona, she moved on the north side where people looked like she was used to them looking, right? Mm. Um, And so, like, I really wanted to spend more time over there. Like, I wanted to just, like, prepare myself for being in that space. Um, And so once we started really hanging out more, like, we were just like, oh, my God, you're hella cool. Like, all right, you're my girlfriend. Okay, cool. We go together, right? (laughs) Um, So... The the necessity was was the first thing that kind of brought us together. But I think the thing that attracted me to her is that she was really smart and we could have really uh, productive conversations about like stuff that a lot of my friends were not fucking talking about at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm. Uh, she was very like politically aware and like just like present in all of these spaces that I didn't know about at all. Um, so I was appreciative of that. I think um, what also happened is that when you have that dynamic of like being unequally yoked, right? So like she's teaching me all of these things, then we kind of forget that there are all these other things that I know about that you don't. Right. And so then we were placed in a situation where um, she was always looking at me as like someone that she was teaching. And the dynamic of our relationship kind of um, shifted in that she became kind of like bossy or like insistent that like I should know to do certain things I should know to, you know, be a certain way. And but I hadn't dated a woman before. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like you are the, the pinnacle of my lesbian knowledge. Right. Um, and because of that, like, I think, and also me being in graduate school, um, kind of shifted the dynamic. Whereas I had a whole lot of time when we started dating. Um, and then I went to having no time then it was like all of my free time needed to be focused on that relationship. And that wasn't possible because I was a single mother at the time. So um, you hinting, are you hinting towards like, you know, as she's asking, you know, how do you learn how to find someone who's beneficial for you? A lot of that is also determining, uh, de- determining or at least acknowledging where you are in life. Yeah. Because I think that's something that that's, that's not said is that 
as you yourself go on in life, you're going to be in different things. A lot of things are going to be happening to you. You're going to be in different positions. Like you said, you went grad school and then you're not, or, mm-hmm. not, or you're here or you're there, or you're thinking about this and then you're not thinking about this. Like you're in different points of your life. And that often that the person you wind up attracting is going to in some way either feed that, mm-hmm. um, disable, enable, wherever you yeah. are in life. Yeah, yeah. Help it grow, uh, uh, detract from it, you know, or steal from it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Sorry, so sorry. I Continue. think like, this, this is what I'm hearing from you. Thinking about that that relationship, like I didn't go into it with an expectation of of what she should be or what I should be. I didn't know to have that expectation because all of this was brand new to me, um, mm. and so I allowed the relationship to progress without my uh, input Mm. in a lot of ways. Right. (laughs) Um, And so I think thinking back on what, yeah, thinking about it now, like I, I understand that going into a relationship that my natural inclination is to do that. Like I'll fall back. I'll let you, you know, you lead if you you know what to, you know, if you got a, a better idea about where this is supposed to go but that has consistently placed me in a position if I'm falling back to be looked down on. Mm. Right? Falling back until you fell down. Right. right? And then all you can do is look down. Right. <laughs> and whereas like, I might know, like we're going to, we're in my city, right? You're new to mm-hmm. my city. You're driving. I might know this is not the quickest way. This is going to be a lot of traffic, but I'm not speaking up because I want you to feel confident in where you going. Right? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so wow. because I haven't placed myself in a position of power as well in the relationship, one, I recognize that was to re- relieve myself of responsibility. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell you to go this way. You want to go this way. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, uh, basically you're you're I'm sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying, you know, basically you're hitting it on the on the head in the sense of like when she says, you know, um Okay, the, the people that she seems to be attracting, one, are pushy because you allow them to push you. Mm-hmm. Completely disregards boundaries because you allow them, you haven't mm-hmm. set boundaries. Yeah. Um, at least you haven't expressed what those boundaries are. Um, self absorbed. I mean that's on, I don't know how you tolerate that, but that's on them. And <laughs> tall as hell, I mean, okay, I'm, whatever. But mm-hmm. basically, I want to just bounce off what Red's saying, but, and say that, you know, I don't think anyone has a type per se. Maybe there's, a, there's some certain physical types that people are, yeah, I know there's a certain physical type I'm attracted to, you know, but like my first, per, my, my first relationship was toxic. Actually, my first two relationships were toxic, mm-hmm. you know, and it was it was my toxic and abusive, might I add. Um, and I realized early on that there there are certain types I have to be weary of because I am a consummate Libra. I fall in love with the drop of the hat. I fall in love with beauty. We like pretty things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that, those are Libras in a nutshell. We like pretty things and we fall in love at the drop of that. Okay. Um, but I can't always do that, you know, um, because the, the way that I kind of expedite my feelings for someone, I always skip over who they are. <laughs> mm. And I never true, truly get to fall in love with who they are because I don't give myself or them enough time to actually show me themselves until it's at the point of being too light. Like, what the fuck am I in? Like, what would I get myself mm-hmm. into this situation for? You know what I mean? I'm such a sweet person. I'm this and that. Why am I being treated this way? Boom, boom, boom. But I don't care how someone treats you. Your only job is that if they're treating you horribly, get out of the situation and figure out your part in things. Cause we only allow people to do things to us. Mm-hmm. You know, now, of course, uh, physical abuse is a whole different thing. No one asks for that. And you have to get yourself out of that. But, but in general, this attraction that we have to toxicity, those of us who seem to keep having toxic relationships or relationships with toxic people, you know, mm-hmm. that there is something in us that is attracted to how that makes us feel. 
Um, maybe it's licking an old wound we're not even aware of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, and that's that's what seeing a therapist is for to really unpack who am I and what the hell am I attracting? Yeah. You know what I mean? And just getting older doesn't make it better. Yes, you have more experiences. You can learn from those 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 experiences. Okay, I won't do that again. But you know what? You just may. Yeah. <laughs> because because yeah. there you just met there's something i'm going to do a quick plug it's for another podcast but it has flipped my wig and now i need to do some deep research and i think some young people have already heard about this um but it's really interesting it's called the attachment theory and i i, I am not a therapist like i really that's psychology i don't really can't go deep into the history of it but if you want to find out about the attachment theory which basically talks about the imprints if you will that happens between the age of zero and five that in the context of our adult relationships it really it really starts to define the kind of relationships that we have with ourselves and with others based on those first five years and it it goes really deep but if you want to find out um more about it um you guys probably know the podcast the friend zone um they did a two episode on it um called the attachment theory and cheat notes watch listen to both of those and it really goes into it for me it was really eye-opening even at my age i was like holy shit <laughs> that's mm. why <laughs> so what do i do about that you know yeah. um so you know because i can't really go into detail here because i don't think i'm equipped to do so but that has a lot to do with it sometimes some things are bef- i'll have the same before and beyond you you know like when you're dealing with people and their shit all their shit is before and beyond you but so is your shit a little mm-hmm. bit as far as the like sometimes some things are so happen so early on to us and that really shapes us as human beings and how we interact with other human beings especially intimate relationships so there is no guarantee that you're not going to continue to be in these relationships especially because you're brand new at this you'll probably be in a few more just like that one sorry yeah. but <laughs> you won't even see it coming girl there's a part yeah. there's a whole got a whole other alter ego that is, is dropped that is steering your car right now and you don't know it so you got to get a hold on that bitch <laughs> and put her yeah. in the trunk and you need to take, you need to take the wheel, <laughs> you know, but that, but that is a process. That's a process. That's a therapeutic process. And it takes a lot to get over childhood. You, you spend yeah. your entire adulthood getting over the first fucking 18 years. Okay. Mm. <laughs> really the first five, first 10, you yeah. know, cause that's really those building blocks to our personality. So mm-hmm. all that being said, um, Lou, that's that's what we have to say to uh, that uh, darling. That it's that there is no guarantees. That you know, um, you know. Listen, you're at the beginning of your relationship with women, um, and women are beautiful people, but they, you know, they got shit about them. Mm-hmm. So when you, I think maybe literally, if I could suggest anything, you know, kind of if you haven't written in your diary about this relationship, really highlight certain red flags and traits. Really sit and kind of meditate on when did she first started seeing you started seeing things in this woman that you just chose to ignore you know and then when you Mm -hmm. see that in someone else (laughs) stop stop the presses go back to your diary like wait a minute i think i've seen this before how do i feel in this moment do Mm -hmm. i feel comfortable do i feel excited do i feel awkward do I feel like I need her to help me with something? Like she, you know what I'm saying? Is she my savior in this? Like what, what is going on with you emotionally when you start to see those red flags? But first you have to identify what those flags are or you will continue to be blind to them and you'll keep running mm-hmm. into the wall of toxicity. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm thinking okay. about um, mm. the question of how do you pick people who are beneficial to you? Oh. Um, I think everybody is going to be beneficial to you Say in word. some way. Say it again. Say Everybody it again. Say is it again. going to be beneficial to you. It may be in a completely different way, right? Mm-hmm. So if you need to keep learning the lesson, then people are going to be beneficial to you in the consistent way that you need in order for you to get past this this thing that you keep doing. Um, also, like I think about the the toxic people who are a part of my past, as well as the beautiful people who loved me so preciously right um and what i did with that Mm. (laughs) i think about how freaked out i was like the first time Mm. somebody loved me without um a motive 
or without wanting to possess me or without wanting to, you know what I'm saying? And what my reaction to that was, right? And if we don't know what that looks like, then how can you ask for it? Mm. But sometimes we're asking for it and we don't know how to deal with it. And mm, so then you that. get it and then you're like, nope. You know, you always see, you know, see these jokes about people that don't like, you know, somebody that's too nice or, you know, <laughs> too good to them or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought those people were absolutely stupid. Like, I would totally love somebody who was nothing but nice to me. And then I got it and I was like, oh, baby, you just don't even want to come over here. Like, mm. <laughs> go ahead, baby. Take all that cute little nice thing. Come here, little pumpkin. Let me get make you a sandwich on your way out. Right? <laughs> And I know that I did that. I saw myself do it. But I understood um, after that, like after that experience of parting um, from this person who was very generous and open to me, like what part mm -hmm. of me felt like I was not worthy of, ready for, mm -hmm. um, prepared, whatever that to. was. Yeah, mm -hmm. for a relationship that looked like that. Right. Yeah. And so you still get to learn. You still it still is beneficial um, whether those relationships work, whether they they end, whether um, they are toxic, whether they are beautiful. Like somebody can come in your life and be an absolute flower and teach you the hardest lesson that you've ever learned in your life. Say it again. <laughs> you know, no, 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 it's real. And, and, and not for nothing. Um, let me just, I think, I think she said her, her age too. Yeah, 21. Okay, listen. Um, this is the time. These next nine years of your life, those 20-somethings, all right. Mm -hmm. Yes, you want to avoid any sort of abuse. Like, really, like, really start to understand those red flags. Like, I don't want, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, just be in relationship. Don't be looking for nothing permanent right now. Don't be looking for like the perfect thing right now. Cause first of all, people your age, nah, son, that ain't gonna happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Most likely. And I don't wanna I don't I don't wanna dismiss all young people like, you know, you can't have a healthy relationship at the age of twenty one. You know, um, cause shoot, shoot, my niece, she got, uh, uh, she is still with her, her, her baby's uh, daddy, and they got together when they were uh, eighteen. So she, her, it's her high school sweetheart, basically. So it is possible, but even with them, they still, as a couple, had to go through the rigmarole. They just decided to stay together through the rigmarole. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So you're going to go through relationships, and you're going to to, to go through the same thing. You see someone, you like someone, you're in la-la land, oh my God, and everything is rose-colored and gorgeous and sun-shiny and, oh, I don't see that red flag because I'm happy and I'm yeah. drunk <laughs> off of love, you know? And then you're going to see it and then it's only but so much. And your tolerance, you will have less and less tolerance for it as mm -hmm. time goes on, but you're not going to build up or you're not going to give, you know, get rid of whatever tolerance you have for it now unless you just go through it. So get into your next relationship with all good intentions. But, yeah. and I don't want to like put a damper on the la-la land because sometimes we just want to freely just love someone and be deliriously That's fun. Dumb. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. But I want to challenge you, Lou, that your next relationship Go in it with the intent to love, with the intent to give, contribute, and to receive. But also mm. write, write to yourself, like do some sort of diary entry. Like, how am I feeling about this? You know what I mean? Like, okay, this was a red flag. You know, she's human. Maybe she just made a mistake. Maybe, you know, uh, 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 you know. And, and also, more importantly, write down your boundaries. If someone, is, if someone is stepping over your boundaries, again, it's because you weren't clear on what your boundary is mm. until it was stepped over and you felt uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> you know? So you need to get clear. Write that down in 10. I know this doesn't happen. You don't speak mm -hmm. to me in this tone. You know, if yeah. you can't communicate without raising your voice, then you like that's like that's a boundary for me. If we can't communicate mm -hmm. without raising our voices, as soon as someone raises their voices, not only is that a boundary, that's a trigger for me. I'm yeah. out. I'm out. If someone tries to manipulate me or I feel manipulated, I'm going to express I'm feeling like one, you're not hearing me. 
Um, two, I feel like I'm being, I'm not saying you're manipulative, but I'm feeling manipulated. Let's see how much of that is me and how much of that is you. Mm. You know what I mean? And these mm -hmm. are these are kind of raw dog conversations, honestly, that you really don't have if you are actually really in a relationship with someone because I think someone brand new might be like weirded out by it, but sometimes fuck them. You know what I'm saying? If you're, feel, if you're feeling a certain way, they may think that you're oversensitive. People might throw shit back at you. And quite honestly, that's a red flag. If someone is dismissing how you're feeling, and I've done it to people, so I know mm -hmm. it's real, even with, with the best of intentions, you know, you need to make them aware that you are dismissing what yeah. I'm feeling. And if you're uncomfortable with that, then we need to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And not this other red herring of a conversation where this all started from. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, too, there... This is not a question of like good people and bad people, right? Oh no. This no. is a question of compatibility, right? So there may be something that is totally um triggering and um like revolting, I'll just use for lack of a better word, for you that is exactly what somebody else needs in order to mm. feel heard or experienced mm. or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, and thinking about like my first girlfriend, I used to always say like, if we communicate one more damn time, I'm gonna lose my mind, right? <laughs> I will literally lose my shit if we have another damn conversation about something. Like I can't take it. <laughs> but I had to realize that I, I don't need to say everything in order to like get what I need from the conversation and mm. get like get what I need to move forward in a different way, right? So somebody can say to me, "Oh, I don't like that." Right? And for me, I'm like, "All right, cool. Like I won't do that. I'm the, like it's over." But if you continue to tell me like what what it was about that that you didn't like and why you like i will i will be there for you in a for a minute and i'll be like okay cool like i understand you don't like me um stepping on your toes <laughs> you know just whatever the thing is like okay cool i get it but the longer that a person goes on then i start having a very visceral response to the conversation still going right <laughs> and so mm. i need to understand about myself like one, I'm an only child. I didn't have to hear no whole lot of people like Same in my here. house, right? Um, I was the only only child in my house for a long time. Adults did not have long drawn out conversations with me. So I was not, I didn't grow up engaged in all of this experience. Um, so I don't like it, right? <laughs> for some people, they feel like if you're not willing to have that conversation with them and talk it all the way out, then you're not oh, blah, blah, God. blah. You're not hearing them. You're not honoring their blah, like you got to realize that because that person don't want to hear you talk does not mean that they don't get it, that they don't value you, that they don't like, they just don't want to hear. It, right? And that's like, just speaking for me, the other flip side is there could be some people who don't want to hear you talk because they don't give a shit. And you got to know the difference between like for you, which experience this is that you're having. Because like for me, it's not that I don't care that I offended you. I do care that I offended you. But my reaction to that offense is to immediately make a change and go like forward with that information. Um, there are also people who will offend you and be like, and what you going to do? Right. And Dang. so your experience um, or your your charge in that experience is to be clear about what your reaction is, like how you how you internalize that, what you need and to either continue the relationship or sever it, depending on what you need from a relationship. Mm, OK, OK. Right. OK. No, no. I mean, that, that, that's that's that's. Yeah, that's it, basically, you know, mm -hmm. and the whole tall as hell thing, you know, honestly, I'm, I've always been attracted to women taller than me, or at least when they have heels on, they're taller than me, I know that's my little shit, but, you know, when I've, when I've dated shorter women, I've also realized the perks of that as well, mm -hmm. okay, so sometimes you just need to try out a shorter woman, or woman, at least that's, that's, that's your height, 
you know, and like, like literally like forcibly make yourself like <laughs> go out with somebody at a different height and then see, what's, <laughs> and then see, maybe, maybe you like it. Maybe, maybe, you know, or maybe this will maybe it'll be clear why you like taller women, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you want to, they, you want to feel small, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. So, you know, but that's, you know, being tall is not necessarily bad. But actually. then that wanting but- to feel small <laughs> connects back to all of these other experiences that she's having. Not only does mm-hmm. she feel physically small, she picks people who make her feel emotionally small, who make her feel, yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. Um, small mm-hmm. in a lot of literal and figurative ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. She just said. Uh, so the second question was, I have the tendency to date people who I can get lost in to use Auntie Hanifa's lingo. I get, <laughs> I get all up under their pussies and they become a huge priority for me. How do you keep your autonomy, personality, lifestyle intact when you're only, you don't. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you <that's> don't. A, <laughs> you discover yourself. Well, you, you learn about, you learn, you always, the, the whole point of being in a relationship is to learn more about yourself. And then in that context, how you can, how you can take now this self that you're learning about and grow with someone else mm-hmm. as they hopefully are learning about themselves being with you, you know, yeah. P- being in a relationship is like being in a, in a, in like what, a, in a, um, what's some, uh, things in like a, 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 a circus, like a, um, a, a hall of mirrors where the mirrors are distorted and you know what, you know, like it's, it's, it's not just a direct reflection. It's going to, the reflection is going to come at you in different ways and you got to be able to catch yourself like, Oh shit, that's me. Yep. That's you, <laughs> you know, and that person brought that out of you or that made that so you can see it. Cause you didn't see it before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there, yes, you need to keep your sense of autonomy, but that grows too. sense of autonomy. Like I'm still learning about myself. I'm still learning a sense of, I find new boundaries every day. Like it's it's not like you get grown and that's like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like first of all, that'd be boring and un just just boring. Yeah, but, and die because you die. Yeah, yeah, die <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so you know, and, it, and and you don't want to get in a relationship saying I'm me, and you got to deal with this, and I'm not changing because I know myself. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. You don't yeah. know yourself in the context of being with that person that individual who has had their own journey and now so some reason y'all met up on your individual journeys so now who are you together who are you individually when you're together you know what i mean so don't Mm -hmm. don't get caught up in like and and listen and i won't get caught up in a little a a little boo boo man you know get get caught up in it it's soft it's 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 sweet it's Mm -hmm. you know it's great you know like that have fun it's like there's no there's no set rules to this. And we can talk until we're blue in the face of what you can avoid and this and that. But at the end of the day, it's your freaking life and there's no rules. And you want to fuck up. Because that is how you learn about yourself and others. Don't spend your life trying to pivot and duck. And like, I don't want to do it. Even if you see a red flag, doesn't mean that red flag is not a flag. You can't paint another color. Okay. Nice. But like Red was kind of hinting to, there's a difference between somebody that is not understanding you because of maybe their childhood or something. There's something that the communication isn't set in a way where they actually get it and understand. Because that's happened to me where someone said the same shit. I was like, I don't care what the fuck you're talking about. What the fuck is she talking about? And all of a one day I got it. Mm-hmm. And it's the beginning of me changing that particular thing in that relationship. But then, as Red said, then you have people that don't literally don't give a fuck. Like they are toxic with a capital T and why are you going to waste your breath and energy and beingness and autonomy trying to fix this nigga? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. then you got to know the difference between what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do because all relationships are hard. All relationships are a challenge and all relationships, you know, are going to change you. Mm-hmm. They are, they're supposed to, right? Yeah. So mm, for me, I moved away from all my people um, because I fell in love with a woman and I want to go marry her. And I ended up, I am definitely, like they say, like I am a city rat. Like I know the cities. This is my experience. I live between the rest stop and the outlet mall. (laughs) That is how far from the city I am right now. Um, Mm -hmm. so that was a completely different experience, like moving into suburbia, like with this woman, um, 
and 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 creating this family with her. Um, a lot of my life for the first couple of years was just being in her life. Mm. And I had to realize at some point that we won't make it if my whole life is just being an accessory to hers. Right? Ooh, um, we won't make it. Mm. <laughs> we won't because mm. I am a dynamic individual and I take up space and I need to be free to like stretch my legs out and, and, and be all of who I am. And so I had to break my own cycle of falling back and, and being, you know, <laughs> like letting her lead and doing all of that stuff and really take my times where I was in the lead. I had to take my times where um, this, you can't go with me. This mm. don't have nothing to do with you. This is not a us event. Like mm. <laughs> I'm going to, ha- I met these ladies. I'm going to go hang out with the girls. <laughs> like we're going to have some time apart. Yes, they are all partnered with your friends who are, <laughs> you know, the masculine identified ones. None of you all will be there. Right, <laughs> just so that I could establish, uh, reestablish that thing that you're talking about. Like I needed my personal space. I needed my personal time. I needed my own friends. Um, I needed to, when I first moved here, we worked together. We had to cut that out immediately oh, like, yeah. oh and make God. sure that like, Hey, like mm-hmm. I'm going to need my eight hours of my day where you are not around the corner. Like, and people kept questioning, like, asking us, you know, are you going to go work at her school? Hell no. Cause I need to have somewhere in my life where she does not have a say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Be- no, that's real. Yeah. And so I think, Yes, you give yourself that time to fall right in it. Be all deep mm. up in it. Like enjoy your strokes, time. baby. Yes, baby. And then you crawl your ass out. <laughs> Get <laughs> out the pool. <laughs> with such a time. Yeah, even at the pool, you every now and then you gotta take a 10-minute break. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sit on the side for a little while. Like you're gonna have to give that to yourself because what you will find is that like you become her coach. Or her watch. Like you become just another part of uh, another item in her life. And you don't have one of your own. Basically get out the pool before she piss in it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What? Why was that so funny to me? (laughs) No, for real. People get covered. You, you have to, up in the pool. Yeah, <laughs> you have to make sure that that you do you you keep a ha- a hobby that is just yours, <laughs> or an ambition, or you know, like your what what is your life? At the end of the day, I don't care. First of all, people keep making relationships their life. A relationship is not your fucking life. All right, it is some. It is a gift you get for living your life. <laughs> Okay, it's something to complement your life. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a life before getting into a relationship, then a relationship becomes your life. Okay, and that happens. Uh, that prime that happens to people a lot when you're young, and that's because you don't have a life yet, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, maybe you're in school. That's your life. That's good. That that's that's a part of a life, but you don't have a life yet. Okay, focus on you. Okay, and the more and the more and while you're and while you're focusing on you and you're building and strengthening your boundaries and your life and what you like and what you don't like and all that. Meanwhile, some woman somewhere in the world is doing the exact same thing. And you will attract each other because your journeys are there. Mm-hmm. So if you come into contact with someone that is not the best person, in part, and this is just my belief, is because you have not done enough work in your life to attract the right motherfucker. It's not about whether they're a bad person or you're a bad person or you're sweet and they're not. Or It's not about that. She said it's not about good or bad. It's about the compliment. What are you attracting to yourself? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think you need to give yourself a life before you ask someone to join you in it. Yeah. 
Okay. I think one thing that we're kind of leaving out of the conversation too um, is how girls are socialized to uh, approach or believe or like seek out relationships. No, mm-hmm. just period. Like being um, socialized as a, a girl, like you are taught mm-hmm. that your relationship, getting married, like have like doing that whole thing is the goal. Right. <laughs> And so you you kind of are doing all of your life until then, right? Yes. Um, and so even when we step out of heterosexual relationships, um, we still carry a lot of those notions, those old school notions with us, right? Um, we're we're placed in relationship situations like from little children oh look she got a little boyfriend girlfriend blah 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 blah. like as a child and so you're taught to prioritize that right Mm. um i had to have a lot of conversations with uh my children about like the concept of cheating and like being in relationships in middle school and high school like that's bizarre like that is crazy. That's not what we're about to do here. Like you are too young for that. Blah blah blah. But then once you're not too young for that, then you immediately go into seeking out. Like I have to be in a relationship. I have to be partner. The sun is out. I need to be loved. Right. That's what we've already said. And so because we un- we understand that that is the mentality that's behind it, then you got to decide how much you're going to, how much you are willing to sacrifice to have it. And if you are willing to sacrifice just your space, maybe you're willing to sacrifice your social autonomy. Maybe you're willing to sacrifice. Like I have seen people lose their damn jobs because they can't climb up out that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Get out of the pool before you piss in it. (laughs) Right. But we are taught that to honor the relationship means that you don't want anything else. You don't want to go anywhere else. You want to spend all your time together. Like Ugh, that means God. that you're that <laughs> right. But that's what it means that this is um, a valid relationship is if I'm completely consumed by it. If I'm not completely consumed by it, then society tells me that I'm not serious that I'm not focused. I don't love the person, you know, all of that stuff that goes along with it. And that's not the case. And until we let go of that part of it, then we're always going to create situations where our autonomy gets to be challenged. Yeah. Basically. Basically. Oh shit, girls over an hour. <laughs> right at it. I mean, we can jump into the second, we can do this a second letter because it's kind of, well, hmm, hmm. Yeah, fuck it. We can, can do it. <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. All right, Lou. So that that's you. <laughs> <laughs> we can make Lou the show because <laughs> we are where we normally stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we'll answer the other letter um, uh, next week or any other letters. Um, but we appreciate you all writing us. Yes. Um, Oh, real quick, I did want to, we got a couple of new reviews. So I wanted to, because one had me kind of cracking up. Um, Let's see. Okay, so uh, say one is I'm loving the show. Okay, this is from, I'm sorry, for my Saturn's return. Um, Loving the, uh, loving the show. I didn't know there was a void I needed filled as I enter this Saturn's return. These two are doing dope dope work sharing advice laughter and realness for all the baby queers and older folks trying to adult uh thank you now here's the one that was cracking me up this is oh sorry that was from primordial soup (laughs) primordial soup (laughs) okay (laughs) go on go on all right uh so this is from um coco um hers is let it grow on you (laughs) i have to be honest i started listening to this podcast from the beginning and i was a hater 
Mm. It was just a guilty pleasure for me to listen and criticize. Every once in a while, early on, Auntie Reda Hanifa had some major gems to share, but I was super critical of the format. Eventually, I took a break, and now that I've come back to it and I'm listening to the most recent podcast, I have to say this one is one of my favorites. The episodes with guests um, or letters from the children are, in my opinion, the best because Anifa and Red and guests provide really interesting and contrasting opinions. The intergenerational conversations are powerful and necessary. I'm truly enjoying these podcasts now and plan to support um, their Patreon. Thank you, Gal Gal. <laughs> um, <laughs> I encourage others to support as well since the quality of the podcast has improved after they started that. Uh, <laughs> damn. Well done, Auntie. I'm proud of you. Okay, now listen, y'all. I got you to that. Because <laughs> I'm sensitive. There are things that we are aware um, of. First of all, you know, we do record this remotely, so we are beholden to whatever top technology is um, available. So sometimes the audio will be great, and sometimes I'm over here editing it like, you know what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna have it's to just going to have to be what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I try yeah. my best. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's not a perfect recording um, situation, so we do ask you to bear with us or, you know, as long as you can hear what we're saying, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and as far as format, listen, this is meant to be um, an advice show and just kind of spread a little knowledge to those who may not have acquired the knowledge yet in life. You mm-hmm. know, so we're going to do our best to do that. A lot of it is fueled um, by the letters. That's why we always implore, please reach out to us because we want to answer your letters. Um, also, we do like bringing guests um, on because she's right. Like it, it does make it lively. It brings more people into the room. So it's not just you and me. And that's beautiful. So we do plan, of course, to do um, more of that. But until technology gets to the point where we can get the audio absolutely crystal clear, like we're in the same room, we all going to have to grin and bear it, baby. Mm-hmm. That's all I grin and bear it. But I think working with Squadcast has been our best bet. Um, better than other things so i'm kind of happy about that but i, I am sometimes a little sensitive because you know i'm you know trying to get all this together and it's like uh, you know there's only so many things i can make right you know what i mean um but okay. i i am glad coco i'm glad you are enjoying the show mm-hmm. um and we're gonna keep on doing it and and until uh we do different and you know i want to acknowledge like thank you for coming back like even if yes. you started off with the oh they get on my nerves they blah 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 like that's I'm okay with that like I'm not sensitive about that like I want you to respond respond to me (laughs) tell me what you liked or didn't like like let me know like this works as a conversation so that means you know when you all respond and you all tell us what you're thinking about it what you liked and didn't like like we get to grow we're not here to be static and, and just point our fingers in one direction like what what is your experience? Like, tell us what, what you need, because if we're giving you something that you don't need, then it's not working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, then it's not, it's not working. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, so if you want to continue to support like our friend Coco is doing, <laughs> I hope that's done. <laughs> um, and enjoying the rest of our Patreon uh, family. You can um, support your gay aunties at patreon.com slash your gay uh, aunties. And you can always reach out to us because that is what fuels the show is your inquiries, your letters, your needing of advice. And you can do that and holler at us at your gay aunties at gmail.com. Or you can DM us, um, follow us on Instagram. said I am a leader and I am Red Summer and we are your gay aunties. All right baby. Bye. Bye bye.